When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. A Scottish football podcast that isn't obsessed with just two teams. Niche nonsense. Or surprisingly brilliant. You decide. The Terrace Scottish Football Podcast. The cult Scottish football podcast now adapted into a hit TV show. Search the Terrace Scottish Football Podcast on your chosen podcast player now. Can you do me a couple of ones in a change? Yeah. Fag machine takes once, don't it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, whoa, 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 don't do that. No point doing that. Give him the tenner back, right? You give him the fiver and the fifty, right? Give him that back. So you take that and you just give him the free ones. Right? Give him the free ones, that's it. Now you give him thirty, right? You give him the ten bob back and you owe him. If I'm right, 22 pence. <laughs> That's wrong, isn't it? Back by popular demand, Simon Day and Friends Lockdown Show 2, Saturday, July the 4th, 8.30pm. Go to biletto.co.uk, search Simon Day and Friends. Tickets, only £5. Show will be shown on Facebook. Welcome to uh, a very special edition of the Spurs Show. Tonight, uh, we are recording in conjunction with the Cheese Room podcast. Bizarrely, still no official Cheese Room at the ground. But who knows? Maybe when we eventually get back there in a year's time, who knows? They might open one up. Uh, So joining me tonight are two regulars on the Cheese Room. And by the, the magic of Skype, we are literally going around the world. Firstly, my cousin in Atlanta, Georgia, been on the Spurs show before, Aviva Summers. How are you, Aviva? Very well. Thanks for having me on. And as you said, we are cousins. Yes. He is not my uncle. Yes, I thought that was hilarious, wasn't it? Coming with that was yeah. That was very funny. And also, um, all the way in Brazil, uh, another regular 
on the cheese room. Brendan McGurt is here. How are you, Brendan? I'm very well, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Like I said, you're obviously originally from England, I'm assuming. Uh, yes, correct. How did, you end, yeah. how, did, how did you end up in Brazil? Um, I, I I was working in central London 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, and yeah, just, just met a guy who... Uh, said, do you want a job in Brazil? And I'm cutting it very short, about the long story very short. And, and I said, yeah, I said, yeah, why not? And four weeks later, I was on the beach in Brazil. And yeah, I've been here well, just 14 and a half years now. Wow, that long. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. And where about in Brazil are you? So I'm in the northeast. It's a, it's, the state is called Bahia. Uh, and the nearest right. city is Salvador. So uh, okay. I live by the beach in a place called Guarajuba. Sounds it sounds beautiful. It sounds <laughs> much nicer than Margate. Um, <laughs> I've only been there twice. I've been to Rio and Buzios. Wow. Yes, there we are. Which, uh, Did you enjoy it? it was very nice. It was tremendous. Yeah, they do love their cheese there, don't they? On the beaches, there's, a, there's yeah, lots of people selling sticks, sticks of cheese. I found quite bizarre, but there we are. <laughs> quite apt that uh, we're going to talk about the cheese room pod podcast. I mean, Aviva. You can tell us a bit about uh, the for those of you who's just a regular on the Spurs show who, who might not have heard of the Cheese Room Pod. Tell us a bit about how it all started. Well, I wasn't really part of it from the the real beginning. I came on about a little bit into their first year. Um, so a guy named Aaron mm -hmm. Jolly down in uh, in Australia from Ospers, um, he decided when the new the state is being built and there's going to be a Cheese Room. He's like, we don't really have a, you know, an international pod. And some yeah. other guys from um, Glory Glory Tottenham Hotspur on Facebook came together and uh, they're like, let's start this thing. So it started off just really one show from people mm -hmm. in Australia and uh, and Europe. I guessed it on once. And then they're like, for the following season, let's make it really international. So now we have a show coming out of the Americas, a show coming out of Europe and a show coming out of Asia. So we are, as far as I know, at least as of now, the only international Spurs podcast. Wow, fantastic! And Brenda, what's the experience? Before we we have to talk about the team, what's the experience like of of watching? I know you're part of Brazil Spurs, and we had Carl Jones on the show a while back. He's got you know the book being that number, all about all the official Spurs, you know, you know fan um, um, clubs, effectively. What's the experience of? Supporting Tottenham in Brazil, like maybe especially go back to when you first went there, because I'm sure it was very different 14 and a half years ago. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, when I tell people I support Tottenham, they're like tot who tot like 14 years ago. Now, yeah. thanks to the, the thanks to Harry Redknapp and uh, Gareth Bale years, we sort of got more on the map, and obviously the Pochettino years and the, the Champions League campaigns yeah. have really put us on the map out here. So yeah, the, the Brazil Spurs, we've got like 4,000 followers on Facebook, my WhatsApp group, uh, my most active WhatsApp group is the Brazil Spurs Bahia app, uh, WhatsApp group, uh, 70 people in there, They're very fanatic, very enthusiastic. I think for a lot of Brazilians, Spurs would be their second team, but it doesn't mean they're any wow. less passionate, doesn't mean they they haven't got into the sort of DNA of the club and the, um, the sort of aiming high, but uh, <laughs> never quite getting the uh, feeling that we have as Spurs fans. So it's been... It's 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 changed a lot over the years, but uh, mm. I'm uh, I'm very happy to 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 be here supporting Spurs and seeing our support grow. Well, you must have been delighted when Lucas Moura joined, surely. <laughs> yes, very very. My my son's actually called Lucas as well, but he's seven. I didn't name him after Lucas. Right. Um, <laughs> well, you might you might have changed his name. 
so yeah, no, we uh, we uh, it's actually how I got involved with the podcast was uh, Lucas's hat trick in Amsterdam. I sort of sent a message to the cheese room saying, guys, you say you're international. We just had a Brazilian get us to the Champions League final. How about a, a Brazilian um, involvement? And so that's that's how I got involved. Amazing. And Aviva, how are things in Atlanta? I know there's been, uh, you know, a lot of protest and, and trouble out there. How, how are things today? Um, I'm, I live in an area where we don't get as much of, of, the, of the, the intensity that's happening downtown. I, I live in essentially gold, the gold is green of Atlanta. Um, so, yeah, downtown, but that's where most of the supporter pubs are for all teams are in that midtown downtown area. So um, from what I know, at least we're hoping to uh, actually open back up this Friday for the game oh, really? uh, with, with social distancing. Yeah, our pub, is, they had to close, but they opened back up with a limited menu, but they've, they've moved things around. Uh, mm-hmm. They have an open, uh, an open air patio they can use. So, you know, the, what we're trying to do is trying to get our, our supporters and followers back in there to really try to bring some sense of normalcy back. Amazing. So, I mean, it's an eight, eight o'clock kickoff. That's a great kickoff time for you, isn't it, to watch the game? Yes, I think it's at 3 p.m. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, perfect. That would be amazing. Oh, that's a great. So things things in the States, therefore, where restaurants and bars are, they're beginning to open up again, are, are they? Well, I think it's different in a state-by-state case. Um, right. Where I was living in Boston, I know they just started kind of opening up. I know that in New York, a lot of places I've heard are, like, not following guidelines and they're not – they're not doing social distancing. And um, from Atlanta, Atlanta, Georgia was the first place to reopen again. Um, but right. people still are not going out. Like my dad right. just started going back to the gym yesterday. Uh, uh-huh. So, yeah, we haven't been out to eat. Um, I don't think I'll get anything at the pub to eat. I'll just go and watch. But it's a, mm. it's a very slow process. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the same here in, in, in the UK. There's no pubs open, no restaurants, no gyms yet. Uh, they open shops this week. Um, and, and that's about it, really. Well, let's talk about Tottenham Hotspur. Uh, for those of you joining us tonight who maybe took some time off during the lockdown not to listen, uh, you've missed some great shows. We've done quite a few uh, fans' best and worst Teams, goals, players. We've had some special shows. We did a very special show with Steve Perman looking back at the 81 cut run. We did a show with John Pratt looking at the season. We're in the second division. We've done a show with, oh God, Darren Anderton, Vinnie Samways, Martin Chivers. They're all available on all the various feeds. So if you haven't listened to some of those, go and do so. But obviously, finally, we, we start again. On Friday, just to remind, I mean, I had to look this up because I'd literally forgotten. Forget about Liverpool at top. At the moment, just to remind everyone, Man City are second, 28 games played, 57 points. Leicester played 29, 53. Chelsea played 29, 48 points. Man United will play on Friday, 29 played, 45 points. Then Wolves on 29 games, 43 points. Also 43 points with a game in hand and they kick off the Premier League resumption away to Villa on Wednesday, Sheffield United. We're there on 41 points, 29 games. And then the Woolwich Wanderers on 40 points, but they've got a game in hand. Uh, Brendan, I mean, when you when you look at the league table like that, you kind of think, I mean, I don't think we can really drop any points if we have any hope of getting 
a top four place. What, what do you think? Yeah, I think it was Harry Kane that said we need to win at least eight of our nine games. And that's a big right. ask if, when you look at our form pre-lockdown. Uh, but but like every other team, we've got players back now. So we've got Kane back, we've got Son back, we've got Sissoko back, which for me is a big one. Uh, mm. Bergwin's back as well. So, But then Man United have got all their players back as well, as, as have the teams around us. So, yeah, I think... And we we could also see if uh, top four is necessary, maybe top five, depending on the the CAS outcome for Man City. Uh, yeah. we, maybe even top five can get us Champions League, but yeah, top four would be a tough ask. And I'd say I agree with Kane. I'd say eight out of the nine we'd need to win, uh, starting with Man United. I mean, the good thing of Eva is we we are literally playing loads of teams around us. You know, Man United, Sheffield United, Arsenal. Leicester, we've still got West Ham. I, I mean, I'm sure most Spurs fans don't want to hope that it would be typical if we finish fifth and then Man City's have a successful appeal. Um, I mean, obviously, the, the one big thing that's come out this week, which is typical Tottenham, is, is that Jaffa Tanganga, who probably would have started because he's quite versatile, he's got a back injury. He's going to miss the first game. Plus, we've got Deli Ali, who's got this one game ban plus still hanging over his head eric dyer will get probably a two-match ban at some stage when you look at all of that it's still a bit of a worry isn't it god forbid spurs go into any any run of fixtures with a full squad god forbid (laughs) it's as if i was saying to someone the other day that going into into these runs of games it's as if it's the beginning of the season again we just had two months off the, most of the squad is, oh, is lost full you strength. There. Oh. oh, most of the squad is full strength. Um, mm. The idea of, there is there is no form anymore. Any form pre lockdown is irrelevant now. So yeah. it's it's kind of it's kind of spurs to to do that at least with at least one or two injuries. I mean, we wouldn't be us if we didn't. But honestly, at least the fact we have Endombele and um, and and Bergwijn and Kane that for me makes up for Tanganga and Ali. Mm. I mean, Brenton, I mean, it's true. When you look back at uh, just before the lockdown, we were playing really, really badly. And you you could argue, um, and I don't mean this in in a flippant way, but lockdown couldn't have come sooner for Tottenham. And you kind of hope it almost hopefully will play to our advantage. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I understand what you mean. And I think uh, Jose sort of alluded to that as well in his sort of interviews during lockdown, that finally he has time on the training pitch with them. Because even just when he joined, it was game after game after game. And yeah. he didn't have a prolonged period of time on the training field, which is where Mourinho will be doing uh, the most of his work. So it's, I agree that it's, we have to be careful how we word it. But yeah, it, the, the lockdown certainly did uh, benefit us in enabling players to come back from injury and also having that prolonged time with the manager on the training field because the other thing as well Viva is is when you look at not just the way we were setting up uh before the lockdown but just the way we were playing it was pretty poor it was a lot of just hooting the ball forward to nobody we still look really bad at the back obviously the two players you've meant well the three players that are so important to us son Kane and Sissoko all back um what do you think? Do you think Jose will go back to the way we were kind of playing when they were all available? Or do you think he might try and tweak things knowing that it's like it's almost like a mini tournament? We've got these nine games. Yeah. I agree. I think we've got to win probably at least seven, I'd say. Uh, possibly more if we want top four. Do you think he might surprise us and, and, and maybe do something a bit differently? 
Honestly, I think at this point, he doesn't really have anything to lose just going all out. I mean, it almost feels like, I think it's like what, we have like nine games I think to play. It almost yeah. feels like it's like only like three games left to play. And a lot of people have been saying the teams who are going to show up are the teams that have something to play for. So the people who are trying to avoid relegation and, pe- and teams who are trying to get into the top five. So really, as long as we're still, there's still a chance, he's really got nothing to lose. If he has a full team, if he has Kane, if he has Sun, just go for it. And I think having the lockdown has allowed him to have more time to assess the team that mm. it was might have been harder to do during the season when he had games. So he had time to think, move things around. And it's as if he's coming into this at the beginning of a, of a full season now because he came in, you know, in the mid-year. And that's mm. always tricky for, for a new coach. Brendan, can you see Jose going for it? I mean, you know, historically, he doesn't go for it. We know he's a very pragmatic, almost quite defence minded manager although that's kind of gone out the window with Tottenham because we've been leaking goals left right and centre when you look at the games we've got left all the teams really apart from probably Everton uh, have still got something to play for Sheffield United top four West Ham relegation United top four Arsenal top four Leicester top four I mean it's you know it's quite a difficult running isn't it it is, yeah, and I'm looking at the teams around us, and they're running as well, and but and they've got similar sort of uh, games to go. So I think with with Mourinho, one thing that he has over Poch is his adaptability. He uh, he does adapt. He does bring different things to different games, and and that's one of the questions about Poch was was does he have a plan B? Well, Mourinho's got a plan B, plan C, plan D. So he'll he um, I think having also we have the dynamic of not having fans in the stadium, which is completely different, completely new yeah. for the players, managers, and everyone. So um, I think his experience uh as a manager um that's what you want to see during these these sort of strange times so i think certainly against managers like Oleguna Solskjaer who are relatively new you would hope that he'd win the tactical battle there and uh, you think that he'd have enough and, in, and having all the players back you can see us uh, really giving it a go and you, you'd, you'd like to think that we will try because when he first came we were sort of we had I think we won most games 3-2 and uh, mm. so they were entertaining so he he can play entertaining football when he wants to uh, I think towards the end with the injuries he was just trying to stay in games trying to contain mm. teams now he's got players back I think he will go for it. Mm. I mean, if even I mean, you know, the, the one player we always talk about is Harry Kane. Uh, we know he had this hamstring injury. You, one could argue in the past he has been rushed back. I know the club would never say that. I know he'd never say that. Um, but you kind of hope because it was a new injury and not one of his ankles. You hope that there won't be a recurrence anywhere. Um, he's absolutely key, isn't he? Oh, absolutely. And I think. The type of player he is, which is a very competitive player, is going to aid us in, our, in a string of games like this because he's on, I think, 11 goals right now. I think Vardy is at 19, and he wants – I know if he, he thinks he can get that golden boot again. There was, was it a few seasons ago he was down by, like, five goals. He scored, like, four in a game. He ended up winning the golden boot. So I think his tenacity and his, and his just drive is really going to push that, that, that front line to really score some goals for us. Mm. Yeah. Um, to – Defensively, uh, if we sort of look at uh, how you think we're going to line up, Brendan, who do you think? I mean, assuming that Hugo starts in goal, I don't think there'll be any differences there. Uh, what do you, and now we know Tanganga's out as well. Uh, who do you think uh, he'll start? Who do you think the back? If he plays the back four, what do you think the back four will be uh, on on Friday? 
I think he will start, uh, certainly when defending, we will be, I'd, I'd like to say, we're 4-3-3. Uh, so I think we'll have Aurea, Alderweireld, Sanchez and Davies in there. Uh, when attacking, mm-hmm. he loves to push Aurea further up. Uh, but I think but when we're defending, he'll go 4-3-3 and have the flat back four of Aurea, Alderweireld, Sanchez and Davies. Mm-hmm. What about no Eric Dyer? Because obviously Eric has... Uh, had gone back into centre-half position quite a bit before lockdown. There was this whole talk about him. It's looking like he might sign a new contract, but he kind of wanted assurances of where he was going to play. Uh, and if you look at the games this season, when he has been defensive midfielder, he's been pretty average. Mm. And then, in fairness, the last couple of games, he looks better. Do you think there's a chance that maybe Dyer might start there, maybe alongside Toby for that experience? Possibly, I think that he um, it certainly wouldn't. I wouldn't put him in the midfield three. Uh, but yeah, it, depending on the results of his uh, tribunal, the, the his uh, disciplinary. Um, possibly, I'm, I'm a big fan of Sanchez. I'm here in South America, so I've got to stick up for my my South American brothers at Spurs. And um, I think I think Toby and Sanchez are the sort of midfield rock. Sorry, the mid center uh, center back rocks there. Uh, but but it's good to have those options of Dyer. Mm. And uh, Aviva, uh, looking now at the kind of midfields, um, Brendan said it reckons it'll be a, a 4-3-3, which is what we'll see, really. What, what do you think he's going to do midfield-wise, again, knowing the fact that that uh, Delhi is, is unavailable? I think he'll go with Sissoko and Dumbele and um, also. I think he'll probably mm. put Sissoko maybe a bit farther back, maybe in the pocket, in front of that front four, and then play... And Dombele and Lasso slightly up higher, and then we might see, you know, Getson Fernandez get a run in, um, to, you know, making way for, um, you know, Lasso or 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 Ndombele. But definitely, I think Sissoko having him back in that midfield is really going to help us. Mm-hmm. So you think you think that Harry Winks will uh, miss out then on on Friday? I mean, I think it depends maybe who we play. I think Jose knows teams very well. He or at least he talks that he knows teams very well. And I think if, if he's going to go for these games and just give it everything he has, I think he's going to be very uh, judicious with Winks because sometimes Winks has the tendency to just not turn. He just doesn't seem to always know. To, he, just, he, just, he just can't turn. It's like he's incapable of turning his body. So I think it would be interesting to see how uh, Jose strategizes his midfield um, against certain teams, who he puts in that pocket, who he plays uh, you know, ahead of them. So we might see Winks, but for me, I want uh, Sissoko and Dembele in the Celso. Fair enough. And, and Brendan, I mean, therefore, up front, if we're going 4-4, four, four, we're looking there for, you mentioned four in midfield there, possibly more Sissoko and Dembele in the Celso. Therefore, you just affect you, it will be uh, Sun and then Kane just ahead of him. Or do you think uh, Bergwijn's got a chance of starting? Yeah, I think I, I'm, I w- I'd go with the midfield three of Lo Celso, Sissoko and Winks uh, while defending. Then attacking, Aurea always goes f- pushes further up. And we have four in midfield. Maybe Lo Celso goes behind Kane. Uh, without Dele, um, so I'd have a front three of, of Kane, Son and probably Bergwin or, or Weinberg, as I know you like to call him. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> um, it's maybe a bit harsh on Lucas, but I think that uh, Bergwin's probably got a bit more up his sleeve. Lucas can be quite one-dimensional, get his head down and, and run at people as opposed to sort of having tricks up his sleeve to to, to take people on. So, um, yeah, I'd, I'd go for a front three of, of Son, Kane and Bergwin. I mean, the, the, I mean, obviously the good thing, and it's the same for all clubs, is this new rule, you can play five subs. Yeah. Uh, because of the fact that 
Kane hasn't played a game in ages. Neither has Son, neither has Bergwijn, neither has Sissoko. You can see a lot of these players, especially for the first couple of games, not lasting 90 minutes. So it'll be interesting whether he does start with Nundombele with his strongest team. Obviously, Nundombele, I don't think, has played a full 90 minutes. If he has, I can't remember it. He always seems to sort of come off. It will be, uh, it'll be quite interesting, really. Well, look, let's have a quick break, and then uh, we'll come back and we'll probably have a quick look at Manchester United. If you want an e-bike that doesn't look like it's made for the shopping precinct, something that's less Mr Bean and more Steve McQueen, check out the range of bikes from London-based Cooler King. From dope 250-watt city bikes to Harley Bobber-inspired 750-watt beasts that can tear your face off while leaving your smile intact. Cooler Kings are made in limited numbers, yet highly affordable. Check them out now on the web at cooler.bike or find them on Instagram with hashtag CoolerKingBike. Cooler.bike. E-bikes that are cool AF. And we're back from the break. Uh, just to remind people, you can still sign up at patreon.com com slash Spurs show for the equivalent of 40 pence a week you get a daily um uh, a news show uh, uh match reports they'll be starting again when the game starts off wonderful documentary series is from pete hayne willie morgan andy greaves who writes for tottenham loads of ex-player interviews as well uh try it for a month and support the podcast go to patreon.com slash Spurs show oh, right just just before the break we kind of discussed Probably how we think we'll probably start. Uh, United again, Brendan, uh, seem to have a full squad to choose from. There's a slight question mark over Pogba at the moment, whether he might start on the bench. But uh, we, we lost still at Old Trafford this season. We were awful there earlier this season for a game we really should have won on paper. Um, and from, I can't remember how we did last season. I know I remember the game at West Wembley we lost. We lost last season to them at home, didn't we? It was the Wembley game. We lost 1-0 from memory, I think. Didn't we, we win 1-0? Was it the quick goal from Ericsson? Wasn't that where we scored after like 30 seconds? No, I think that was the season before, wasn't it? Oh, OK. I thought last season we, 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 we battered them. We lost 1-0. Uh, okay. um, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but I think we actually lost. Um, mm. how, do you think, how do you think United will probably set, uh, set up? Yeah, they've got their full strength back as well. I think the danger man for them is is Bruno Fernandes. Um, so yeah, the, should have should have been at Spurs. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those annoying ones where had Ericsson gone and and sort of Levy sort of bite the bullet and accept, accept a bit less money, we could have got Bruno Fernandes in, and uh, he looks class. He looks absolutely class. But um, their midfield looks tough. I mean, it would be tough for us if if Pogba is fit. So Pogba uh, midfield of, of Pogba, Bruno Fernandes, McTominay. Um, yeah. And Fred, who's who suddenly you turned yeah. it on against us. Uh, so yes, he did. Got, I know. They, so they've got a good midfield. They've got Rashford back now, who who won the internet today. So he's going to be yes, sort of buzz, buzz, 
<laughs> he's going to be buzzing and really happy. And uh, I think it's it's going to be a very tough game. On paper, there's not too much between the two sides. I think Solskjaer may play it cautious because I think for them, he'd be quite happy with a draw. And then getting four points off Spurs in the season. It's been a long time since United have done that. Or maybe they did that last season. Um, so I think that the pressure's on us. Um, but yeah, that midfield, I think United will uh, will may look to dominate midfield with the players they have. Mm. I mean, uh, Aviv at the back, I think they are a bit susceptible still. I assume it will be Linderhoff, Maguire, Shaw, um, um, uh, what's his name? Basako. Juan Basaka. Juan Basaka, that was the one. Uh, I assume that will be the, the back four. I think we can kind of get at them, especially with the pace we've got. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I certainly think we have chances. But again, let's talk about what the atmosphere is going to be. I don't know if you've seen any of the last La Liga games where they piped, uh, certainly on the TV, <laughs> piped in crowd noises and stuff. And you know what? It kind of worked. Watching it at home, it wasn't too bad. Um, but it would just be even weirder for the players, won't it? To be in this massive stadium and have literally you know, a hundred, couple hundred people there. Well, I would imagine it might be slightly easier. I mean, the the amount of pressure you can get from playing in front of not only away fans, but even your home fans can be intimidating sometimes, I'm sure. And, and for them, they've been playing some friendly matches. You know, they do practice matches on their training pitches. If anything, I think they're going to, you know, I'm really, I'm, ex- I'm curious to see how they're going to react. I don't think that a lot of teams are, I wouldn't want like Spurs to like do the tacky thing of piping in tons of music. That's weird. I mean, in, I don't know if you saw it, but in Korea, they they fill the stadiums with 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 blow up dolls. Yeah, I uh, saw that. Yeah. To to emulate the the rowdiness, <laughs> I don't know how mm. that works. But honestly, I think it's more about the game. And if anything, I think you know, I don't know. There's no precedent for this, Mike. There's literally no precedent for this. So mm. we have no idea what this is going to be like. Um, I'm, I'm yeah, I'm definitely curious to see what it's going to be like, honestly, to play in an empty stadium for them. Yeah, Brendan, they they talked about doing this kind of fans video wall if, if those of you are interested you go to the it might be too late now you go to the spurs website and you've got to take photos and stuff of you with all your spurs memorabilia um i can imagine but don't take any pictures standing up because you could be ejected from your seat <laughs> uh so be careful about that it, it's gonna be weird though isn't it it's gonna be it's gonna be so bizarre a watching it a, a, it's gonna be amazing to watch football again but to watch yeah. such a huge game historically Tottenham Man United has always been one of the glamour games since the 60s and to kind of see this game looking like a sort of friendly well actually more than a, less than a friendly really having no fans there how do you think it will affect the players Brendan? Well, it, it's it's uh, like Aviva said. It, there's no precedent. We look at Germany, um, and it's it's almost like home advantage is completely lost out of the yeah. 55 yeah. games. Absolutely. There's been tw- 12 home victories out of 55 games, which is which is 20 percent uh, home uh, home victories. So, hopefully, that won't replicate itself uh, for us as well. I like that the club's been making efforts, communicating with the fans, with the supporters groups, to get us to send flags in, uh, which I think mm-hmm. is a good idea to get just to get the a bit of decoration, a bit of life in the empty stands in terms of piping uh, sat crowd noises through i think i think levy did do that once at wembley i'm not sure maybe i'm i'm wrong but i think once because wembley's such a cavernous stadium i think he did try and sort of mm. play some songs through the the pa system to get 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 the crowd going didn't um work. 
No. <laughs> uh, no. But yeah, the, uh, I, I like the idea of the flags. I, I sent an email to the club to see if they'll take my Brazil Spurs banner, but it was a, it was a cardboard one. They said, no, it has to, be, um, has to be a cloth sort of flag, and I've got that in Brazil. I didn't have it. didn't leave oh. it in London. Fair enough. Well, look, let's, uh, let's look at uh, predictions. Aviva, uh, what do you think the score will be on Friday night? I think we'll win. I think maybe, let's say, let's say 2-1 to Spurs. Uh, Man United have only won four times away this year, this season, and, mm. they've, and they've been against Norwich and Burnley and City and, and West Ham. So not, not the most impressive of away victories there. So yeah. um, if they'll definitely maybe score, but I don't think, I think it's still our stadium and uh, we'll still turn up. And uh, Brendan, what, what do you reckon the score will be? What's your prediction? Uh, I'm with Aviva. I'm going with 2-1. I did the uh, the Premier League productions preview of the match with, uh, through mm-hmm. Zoom. Uh, and I said 2-1 there and I'll go 2-1 again. I reckon Sonny and Kane with the goals. I think perhaps United may score first. I think there might be a few nerves at the oh, beginning. But oh, but once God. once we get in our groove, I think that we'll, uh, we'll come out on top. I think um, there's very little to choose between the two sides. And I think we'll want it more. Cool. I, I'm going to go one nil. I think it's going to be an awful dour game, <laughs> and hopefully we'll we'll get some controversial penalty. I mean, it's going to be weird. VAR's back. I've always forgotten about VAR. We've obviously got VAR as well, and then we've got um, just for those of you, we've, we've got next Tuesday we play uh, West Ham. Um, okay. So we are certainly on. So the Spurs show will be doing our normal podcast on Monday looking back at the United game. And then we're going to do another one on Wednesday, I think, uh, just looking uh, back at the uh, West Ham game. While you two are here, uh, West Ham on Tuesday. What do you think the score will be on that one, Aviva? Uh, is that away or home? I think it's at home. home. Yeah, it's is home. It home? Um, yeah. You know what? I'm going to reserve my answer for after, until after the Man United game. I want to Fair see enough. how we play at home. <laughs> um, because... Spurs have this tendency to, especially against against the spammers, to just like not do it. I, yeah, I'd like to say at this point two nil, but mm. I reserve the right to change that after the Man United game. Fair enough. And one 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 benefit, Brendan, of, of behind the closed door, we won't have their scum fans there, will we? West Ham fans. <laughs> so you know, every cloud there you go. Really, uh, that will probably give us advantage. Really, what would uh, quick score prediction for you, Brendan, for the West Ham game? I'm going to go 3-1. I think it would be comfortable up until the 85th minute. Then they'll get a goal and make it a nervous last five. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is first. But I think we, we, we definitely have too much for, for West Ham. So, yeah, I'm going to go 3-1. Fair enough. I'm going to go with a thumping 4-0 win. Oh, I'm okay. mental. Nice. There All we are. Pain. That's what I'm going to do. Why not? Why not indeed? Uh, right. Well, that's it for tonight. Thank you so much, Brendan Aviva. Brendan, where can people go to... Uh, Start listening to the Cheese Room podcast. Is there a link? Yeah, so we're, we're on anywhere you get your podcast. So Spotify, iTunes, Podbean, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter, or on YouTube. I'm actually recording with Max Rushton tomorrow from the Guardian Football Weekly. Um, so, and I'm also doing some charity work out here in Brazil, which I'll talk about in the pod. So, um, yeah, we, we, similarly to you, Mike, we've been sort of during lockdown getting some really good feature shows in. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had, had Tim Vickery the other week. We, we actually oh, had a good great. chat with Carl, Carl Jones last week as well. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, anywhere you get your podcast, we're, we're there. Fantastic. And Aviva, uh, shout out for the bar in Atlanta for anyone who's in Atlanta who might not know about the bar where you we all hang out. Sure. Anyone who's in the area and wants to take the risk and go join us on Friday, we're at Manny's in Grant Park. You can just search it up online. 
And yeah, well, at least I'll be there for the game, I hope. Fantastic. Well, that's great. Well, look, it's great to have you both on tonight. Brendan Laviva, thank you so much. Theo Delaney will be here on Monday, hopefully looking back at a wonderful victory at the lane. Until then, come on, you Spurs. Wasn't that a great podcast? Now, if you've got 90 seconds spare in your day, come and listen to ours. It's called What Has He Said Now? and is available wherever you got this podcast. This is a playback media production. Get all the associated links for this podcast at spurshow.net. Sports Social Podcast Network.